The Dow hit a record high. Moving steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options are big, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC, in exit strategy. You're listening to Our Three Cents. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Nick Antonucci. And again, a special guest, John Dixon, who is the head of Hensler CPA, CPAs and Advisors. There we go. I struggle with these things. Uh, John has uh, talked to us before about operations in a business and how you can uh, kind of manage uh, the tax side of things versus the valuation and, and not lose on either one. Um, but we wanted to have him back and talk about all the taxes that you have to pay when you have a transaction and how we can manage those. So, uh, John, I, uh, I I know you deal with these things from time to time. You get a business owner who's looking to exit into maybe a new business or retirement uh, probably the most common scenario, especially these days. You got a lot of uh, baby boomers that are business owners that are looking to get out. Um, it's somewhat complicated, is it not? It is. I, I always go back to the CPA uh, answer for most things. It depends. Oh, of course. Yes. There we go. Yeah, I was waiting on it. It's <laughs> it's it's not frustrating at all, John. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, but you do usually elaborate, right? Yes, yes. We there's a lot of planning that goes in, uh, and because there's a lot of different um, options, there's a lot of different ways things will shake out. You've got capital gains tax versus sure. ordinary tax. You've got different structures, whether it's an asset deal or a stock deal. Right. Um, the you, buyer is quite often different. You could be handing it down to family or one of the individuals, a, a manager maybe within well, and, the business. And depending on which side of the deal you're on, asset sale versus stock sale is more beneficial to one versus the other right so if you're if you're the if you're the buyer you want an asset deal so you, you have a step up in basis for the assets to depreciate you uh, also don't have as much liability from right, the business right you don't have to carry over the liability from the business from the legal perspective but from the from the seller standpoint you're going to have recapture uh, for the the sale of the assets which is more of an ordinary rate um, and for the stock you're going to have a capital gains for the for the seller so you know, you got contrast there. So usually in that process, you look at negotiating, uh, and most deals will start out as a, a stock deal. I mean, most of them will just start out in that, that aspect. And then at the very end, the, the buyer will come back and be like, oh, we want, a, we want an asset deal. Um, and then so that's when the negotiations would come back and say, well, from an asset deal, uh, we're going to take a hit from a tax perspective, so we need to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, change to, the price. Change the price. That's right. Yeah. You know, the, at that point, w- what I've seen is the the seller, the, the buyer is hoping the seller has gone through this, you know, painful process, and they're just like, okay, let's just get it over with. And if they don't have the right professionals on board, they might not understand that tax impact. Yeah, uh, just how much it'll cost. Right. They don't know what the the tax impact will change. I mean, if you're going from an ordinary rate of forty six percent to capital gains total effective rate of twenty six percent, yeah, that's a you know we're that's talking about twenty percent difference in taxes. So. Yeah. Um, it, it becomes an, impart, an important part of the deal, especially to the, the seller who's usually looking to retire. So yeah. it makes a big impact on uh, you know their cash flow projections from the exit you yeah. know, into their retirement plan. Right, and uh, you know it's 
I think most people, even the business owner, you know, we've talked about it before. You you focus maybe too heavily on uh, on production or you know creating the service. It's really the operational aspects of the business. But uh, uh, I mean, it it could be significant how much you actually get to pocket at the end of the day, uh, it, just in the way that you you uh structure create, the deal and yeah, create, create the transaction and i think that's what's so important about what you guys always talk about is being proactive and and the exit strategy is not something you start you know a year before you want to sell the business it's something you start way before that in planning yeah. and strategizing uh and, and a good example of that is 1202 you know it's right now um you know 1202 is a code section where you can sell c corp stock and not pay any taxes yeah um so but that's something you got to you know, you you see a lot of people right now converting LLC and partnerships to C corps for that purpose. for that purpose really? of, of looking at selling. All um, right. How, know, how many business owners do you take on? And if uh, you you sounded like you asked that question, what's your ultimate goal? Uh, how do you transition out of this business? How many of them even have a plan? Very few. I mean, most well, of them. I'm sure it's like, just like, well, I want to sell the business. It's it's very surface level and, and general. Well, and I can tell you from a retirement planning standpoint, how often we get business owner clients that are doing their personal financial planning, and they'll just tell us, "Oh yeah, I'm going to sell my business in ten years, and I'm going to make you know five million dollars, whatever the number is." Yeah. And, and that's just a number that maybe Pulled came from the guy, the country club, that says, "Oh, I got you know seven times EBITDA or whatever," and they're <laughs> yeah. just applying a multiple to their to their uh, you know income and and figuring out how much they think they're going to get out of it but really i mean all these factors come into play is that all going to be a cash deal is that going to be a lump sum are you going to get that spread out over time and and the terms of the deal are very important and relevant to your retirement scenario the so, ones the ones that make me cringe more casey are the ones that say oh i'm just going to shut it down yeah the business is me I, often that is the case but you've usually got you might There's be some the, transferable value there, right. no matter what it is, if it's just a book of business or whatever. Yeah. If you plan far enough in advance, especially. If you plan. Right. right. I, I tell you from personal experience, a lot of business owners I work with, uh, the, the probably the most common answer is, uh, I'm going to work till I die. And, and yeah. they, they don't have a strategy or a and plan that in place, and they're just going to work till they die. Or or it's, I'll, I'll have you know the kids take over, which they don't even know if the kids have an interest in taking yeah, over. If they're the not in the business right now, right. they probably have no interest. An interest exactly. or an ability to take over. Well, and that's right. the other thing. The ability is, is probably the biggest hindrance. Yeah. I, I mean, if they have no interest, they have no ability because why are you going to go to work and do something that you couldn't care less about? Right. Well, and something else I think that's common kind of misconception that we run into sometimes is they think, oh, well, I'm going to give some of this money to charity uh, or something like that. Yeah. And, and I'll be able to avoid taxes because I'm going to give it away to charity. Yes, you will be able to avoid some taxes, yeah, but if you sell it, if you, you gave give away. it away after the sale, as opposed to structuring it to right. where it, it goes into some kind of charitable trust or or something like that before you sell it, donor advised fund or something. Yeah, yeah. then that's a, a you, you have to make those decisions before you actually go through with the transaction, right? Correct. Yeah, because that's the point at which it gets. Taxed. I mean, it'd still be a charitable deduction, but that's a lot different than avoiding the tax altogether. Yeah, sure. Correct. Yeah. Right. So. And plus you get the fair market value of the, the, the gift yeah. before the transaction yeah, too. Exactly. So there, uh, again, just speaks to our theme. Exit planning is just good business strategy. And 
I mean, my argument would be the time to start planning is the day that you become an owner. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to get out of this mess? Yeah, I mean, people don't look at that, but they always the end in mind in that Stephen Covey. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and also from an estate standpoint, you know, the, the estate exemption right now is, is still fairly high, but I mean, it, it could all, it, you know, just planning for that. Yeah. And, and I would say 20 years, you know, 15 years ago, 20 million was a, a lot bigger exemption amount than it is today. I would yeah. say a lot of businesses and business owners, you know, it's not uncommon for their net worth to exceed those exclusions now because yeah. of the, the, the market and the value of businesses, small right. businesses and the global economy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, your mom and pop business might not be worth 3 million today. It might be worth 10 or 15. So when you take all the assets in, for for a business owner, they might exceed those exclusions now. Plus, yeah. all the cool stuff that you bought with those expenses that we talked about previously, right? The uh, the boat down in the Keys, and <laughs> yeah, and, and the house, the, boat, and the boat that's actually a yacht, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> a dinghy, no doubt, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the golf cart, which is actually a a, a Corvette, or, or yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> people do things. Yes. Uh, anyway, but I, you know, it's uh, we're obviously not here to encourage bad behavior, <laughs> but uh, in reality, we've seen a, a thing or two. Um, but uh, it, you know, John, is there anything that, like a common mistake that you see, other than maybe the way the deal is is structured? I mean, is there is there anything that we could help business owners avoid maybe in the future? I, I think the biggest mistake I see is actually sitting down and doing a financial plan from the exit to to know what's the right number you know it's it's one thing to say i'm going to get four million after taxes for my business it's another thing to know is four million going to allow me to retire i I think that's the biggest mistake i see um uh, and then which i think that actually can play into the decision making on the structure of the deal too because perhaps you know you don't need as much as you thought you did and you can then uh, you know, target a more favorable structure for the deal where you're getting more cash as opposed to cash and stock because you know that the cash amount, albeit a lesser amount in the grand scheme of things, is sufficient to get you through retirement. Yeah, and maybe that allows you to take on some more risk and, and do a, a partial stock deal where you're getting enough cash that's going to provide for your retirement. And then if you want to kind of take a, a little bit of a gamble and take some stock from the acquiring company, Maybe you have the ability to do that, and and it's not going to upset your your financial plan. Casey, right. flesh that out a little bit, if you don't mind. As far as taking on stock, how does that mean more risk? Well, obviously, the the risk uh, if you're taking stock from an acquiring company, then your future earnings or future income is going to be dependent on the performance of that acquiring company. There you go. And um, so if, if it doesn't You're no perform, longer in control of your own destiny in that, exactly. in that sense. Yeah, you're just sitting there waiting on the paycheck to come. And yeah. if the business founders, then you're not going to see the paycheck. Right. So you need to you need to make sure that you're taking that into consideration. And, and if, if you're counting on some of that money from the stock deal as funding your retirement, it might not be there. I there mean, we've go. had we've had plenty of situations where owners have taken uh, a stock deal and the stock has not performed to their expectations. Um, you know, there's no guarantee, and they can make all kinds of promises about you're going to get. You know, oh, they only 15, talk about 20%. the upside, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, annualized returns that are much higher than you could get in the market, the stock market, publicly traded. Um, but 
you know, there's there's no telling what and, the performance is. And you be. made a point when you hand over control, you have absolutely nothing you can do about that's right. whatever it is that the new manager does. Yeah, right. And that goes that goes for the earnouts too. A lot of times you'll see earnouts and and different structures and compensation and things and and you know you, you, you without having control, you you don't you don't have any uh, control over those either. So. Yeah. If, you know, the, the earnouts based on earnings, well, if all of a sudden now they put a bunch of debt, you know, within the company they acquired and now they have a bunch of interest that's, you know, being expensed, a lot more other compensation of other management team. Yeah, you yeah. can manage earnings. Right. You can manage earnings and, and be able to, and to if, eliminate those earnouts. And If and, a new buyer is not scrupulous and knows that uh, structuring the finances of the business in a different manner can make it so that they pay you less, they could do just that. And the, it's really the, not at their benefit because they're they're still paying the money out. They're just paying interest unless they have some in with the lender, right? But the the financial plan also allows uh, the the seller to choose between different buyers. I mean, we ha- we'll have a time where a client will have multiple buyers coming to their door, uh, and, and they're different. The deals are structured differently, but having that financial and plan, the, the financial plan in place, and knowing what that number needs to be, uh, it gives them more options in selecting yeah. the buyer. You know, the buyer might be offering them less money, but it might they might they think it's a better fit for the company uh, and for the employees, you know, long term. So and it still maybe. checks the box for the number that they need. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they feel better about the stock of that company versus another one. So, uh, you know, just having again making informed decisions. Uh, is the key and, and having that financial plan in place allows the client when when we're working with the client to help do the tax analysis to structure it to, to you know, minimize taxes but also be able to meet those expectations yeah, yeah no absolutely doubt. it's pretty interesting to hear a CPA who also has uh, the CFP certificate so that they can uh, you know take care of the the aftermath Casey you usually uh, talk about that. Uh, when it, when we gather around the table, but it it really does matter. That's ultimately where you're headed. It's, yeah, I mean, anytime you're doing a financial plan or retirement plan, it's it's you have to make a lot of assumptions, and so the the closer those assumptions get to reality, the better off you're going to be. Again, you know what to expect, and I mean, you guys know this dealing in public markets, the risk is equal to uncertainty. I mean, yeah, if there was no, no uncertainty, then there would be no risk. So if you can minimize the risk by removing any element of uncertainty, then then that's what you want to do. No doubt. And, you know, in, in this case, if you can identify that there is more risk in a new buyer, uh, you can also ask for more money up front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, you know, just say no. I think John's point is very valid, just that um, knowing what your options are and having that financial plan on the back end, it does give you the flexibility to be able to choose between maybe better alternatives. The 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 offer price is not always the the best measure of what's going to work out the best is going to truly be the best deal for you yeah. in the long run. Tell me what it means after tax and how much risk I'm taking on. Right. And it's something we pointed out with a deal we were working on not too long ago. Uh, you know, client was looking at the after tax number and said, well, you know, I can work for five years and make, make 
you know, the, the same amount that they're offering me up front. And I said, mm-hmm. yes, but over those five years, you'd be paying ordinary income taxes. So your net present value is going to be a lot less than what you're getting today. Yeah. So just being able to, to quantify that and walk them through the numbers, you know, helps them again, make an informed decision. The okay. longer the time horizon is, the more risk you have. I mean, market conditions can change on a whim as we That's know. True. So, um, you know, being able to just kind of know what you're going to get out of it. Reducing uncertainty is, is a key element to the, the business exit plan as well as the personal financial plan. Yeah, that's a good point, Casey. Yeah, it, the risk is not always tied up in the new manager. It's uh, market conditions, no matter whether it were you or them. Sometimes Things are out of your control yeah, to a certain extent. A lot of them. A yeah. lot of them, no doubt. All right. Well, um, if you wanted to get in touch with us, you can give us all a call, 770-429-9166. You can ask for uh, myself, Troy Harmon, Casey Smith. You could ask for Nick Antonucci or John Dixon. We appreciate you listening to Our Three Cents. You just need to commence, gents. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy and Troy, our three cents for free. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.